going on, everybody? Welcome to A Coach's Challenge. I am your host, Andrew Daly. Got another great episode lined up here for you today. I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, As always, give us a follow on Twitter, at challenge underscore cast, or shoot us an email with any uh, questions, comments, or concerns, coachchallengepodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back to another episode of A Coach's Challenge. We're going to try and uh, change it up a little bit today, but before we get into our next guest, I'll be remiss to say that, you know, to, to thank everybody out there for, for listening to this podcast. I know I dropped a lot of episodes last week. Uh, we've had over 10,000 hits uh, in the first week alone. Um, it's it's kind of crazy how, how successful we've been so far. Um, you know, you could, you could check us out on a bunch of different platforms. We're on Breaker, Google Podcasts, uh, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, uh, working to get on Apple Podcasts uh, and iTunes soon. So thank you for that. Uh, continue listening. We're going to change it up a little bit today. And, and, you know, I know it's called a coach's challenge, but this guy has got crazy, crazy experience and, and he's a great, you know, great inspirational story. Um, well known around the Philadelphia area, um, former, uh, Maxwell award winner, tri-state player of the year, former Philadelphia Eagles spent time with the San Diego chargers, uh, Cleveland Browns, Jacksonville Jaguars, Carolina Panthers, just won the Grey Cup with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, unanimous D3 All-American. Uh, I th- I'm sure I'm missing some, but I just want to welcome, uh, you know, a friend of mine, Rashid Bailey, to the show. Rashid, thanks for being on today, man. Hey, man, it's a pleasure, man. It's just so crazy just hearing you uh, say some of those things about me. It yeah. just gave me chills. And it just- um- <laughs> I'm sure I, I, I'm sure I, I'm sure I missed some stuff. So if if I missed anything, man, don't be uh don't be scared to to let me know. No, but no, man, you, I, hit, you hit it, you hit it, man. And that I appreciate perfect. you being on, and and especially on today, man. It's uh you know it's uh wild card Sunday. The Eagles play today, so it's only fitting that we get you on, and 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 we'll drop this today before the game, and and people will be excited to hear from you, man. So let's we'll get right oh, into man. it. <laughs> we'll get right it's into great. it, man. I still got the chills from you saying all that stuff. Like, oh, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, so it, it, it's funny. Sometimes you don't you don't realize it until you hear somebody say it back. But man, you're well accomplished. You you've earned everything that you've got, man. And and we'll talk about that. Um, just let's let's dive right into it. Let's talk about you know uh, your upbringing and uh, before you got into college. We all know you know you went to Del Valle. You were a D three kid. Did you know that you were going to play college football? Did you have aspirations of playing college football? And, and how did that come about for you? Just start from the beginning. You know, my, my dream was always to go and play, you know, at a, at a collegiate level. And, you know, to be somebody in my family. And, you know, I always wanted to say, like, I graduated college. You know, I, was, I wanted to be the first male in my family to do that. And... It was so crazy because I didn't know – it wasn't clear for me that football was going to be like, you know, my future future, like what it is today. You know, I knew I was pretty good at what I did, but, like, I, I just didn't – I was a late bloomer. You know, I wasn't really highly recruited. Uh, you know, only one Division two school came, and I went on a visit to – I won't say the school's name uh, – then I had a whole bunch of Division three schools that, you know, that came into the school and, you know, kind of discovered who Rasheed Bailey was. And, uh, you know, I wound up 
you know, therefore going to Delaware Valley University. And, you know, it was all she wrote after that. Yes, you're at Del Valley. You had mentioned, you know, going through, um, you know, not only uh, physical transformation, but mental transformation. You you show up at Del Val. You said you were a late bloomer. Talk about that experience and, um, you know, how much – I think there's a picture out there, man, of you of your freshman year. And, and if you look at them side by side from your freshman year to now, um, it's crazy night and day difference. But talk about, you know – uh, just getting into college and, and, and transforming your body and transforming your work ethic into being, you know, the player that we that we knew you to be. So it's always like sought out that every player is going to come in, you know, they're going to bring their at-home mentality. They're going to bring all the baggage with them, you know, all the hurt, all the pain. And that's kind of what I did, you know. At first, I had the mindset that I was going to come. I'm going to a Division three school. You know, I'm just going to come here. I'm going, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to leave. I'm going to do two years. I'm going to go to a Division one school. That was my my whole mental process of coming to Del Valle and what I thought about, you know, Division three football. It was until, um, like, I really sat down and, and Duke Greco kind of, like, really forced my hand and made me a, a better player individual, a better player, and a better band. And I had to make an adjustment and make it not about myself, but more about, you know, the team at that point in my at, at that point as a freshman. And sure. and I think I was hundred and seventy five pounds, you know, like, you know, you know, had a, a confident attitude that I can catch any football and, you know, I've always had the confidence, but it was just how can I adjust and how can I understand that the game is just bigger than, you know, going on just catching the football. It was X's and O's. It was the whole mental aspect of the game. You know, everything changed for me the, the more mature I, I got throughout the years. And uh, it was, it was, a, it was a true adjustment because I thought I knew it all. Right. Yeah. And, and, and going off of that, talk about how, you know, you didn't, you know, you, you, you played your first couple of years, but you weren't like that impact guy until, no. you know, junior year. And talk about how that, you know, kind of, kind of weighed on your mind a little bit. Cause you had mentioned your plan, your original plan was to go in for two years and then transfer to a D one school. Now you go in for two years and, and you're, you know, you're a role player. And how, how does that, does that weigh on your mind at all or no? No, I kind of fell in love with the school, and I fell in love with the process of being around, you know, that environment. And Bill Greco was was like a – he was something special to me, and mm-hmm. there was no way I was leaving. It was no way I, I was leaving him. I didn't even know how – I didn't even know how to leave. I didn't have the proper guidance to, to, to help me get – I didn't even know. I didn't even know what to do. I was just right. talking, talking smack. <laughs> No, it's not. It's it's not something where you just uh, say, "Hey, I'm out of here," and then you're going to the next yeah, place. Yeah. There's a there's a yeah, process that goes into it. Yeah. So you need help. And yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I didn't really, have, I didn't have that that type of help. I didn't know what I was talking about. Right. I just wanted to be like, I just wanted to be like the Jalen Strongs and the Will Parks and all them dudes that went Division One. And I thought, I thought, you know, at that point in my life as a freshman, like, I'm thinking like, man, like I want to go, I want to do that. It got it got to a point where I said I'm going to be the best Division three player that I could possibly be. Yep. 
Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah. Fa- fast forward there. Except in that role, except in my role each year was easy because I used this year the mentality that I had as a freshman. I used it as a professional athlete in my fifth year. Yeah. And we'll get into that, and don't don't kind of yeah. don't don't ruin that, don't spoil that. Okay, we'll get it, right. we'll get into I'm that right. a little bit. So yeah. fast forward here, you go through your first two years, man. You're a role player. You know, you're just you're you're accepting your role, and and you fell in love with the school. Junior years, things start changing for you. Uh, senior year, I think, is when I was there for you, um, man. You you had a record setting career at Del Valle. You uh, you know, for those who don't know, man, thirty one hundred uh, yards receiving. Um, 165 receptions, 29 touchdowns. He was Mac Player of the Year uh, his senior year. Dude, that 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 junior and senior year, man, you really turned the corner, and you were fun to watch because you just you could tell, man, you were you were that much better than anybody else on the field. So, kind of discuss, man, what went into that those couple off seasons for you, and and when did you finally realize, hey, I got a shot, you know after this thing is over to potentially play at the next level here? I'm not going to lie. I just got, like, the chills all over again, and I almost, like, shed a tear just now just just hearing it because I put so much work in, you know, and, like, a lot of, you know, oh, goodness, man. You know, it, it just it, – it took so much to get, to get here. Mm-hmm. And uh, throughout those years – Man, I just wanted to be the best player I could possibly be, man. I would, I would, I would leave workouts back home in Philly. I had a mindset that I was going to be something to remember. I was going to be special, and it was up to me, not anybody else. Nobody was going to work hard for me. Uh, Duke challenged me every single year. He always used to threaten me that he was going to bring this person in or this person was coming or – and it always enhanced my training. It enhanced my my attitude to my my preparation towards the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just took me to another level, and I wanted more than the average player during that time. Yeah. And what I did was, I watched and I studied the players that were around me, and I and I asked myself, why aren't these guys successful? So I took every good thing from every receiver that was in that room during that time, you know, uh, freshman, sophomore, junior year, and I kind of like placed it inside of me. And when I took it, I ran with it. And I kind of wanted to be that Swiss Army knife kind of receiver who can kind of do everything. And third down, fourth down, that was my money down. That was – I took pride in – you know, getting the team first downs and doing all the small things right. Like, I was the guy. I wanted to be the guy that everybody remembered, man. Right. And yeah, so you – I mean, admittedly, man, you worked harder than you ever worked those last two years to to get where you yeah, were. Yeah. So, uh, you know, 2014 is your senior year in college. Uh, I, you know, reading off the stats here, man, 80 receptions for 1,700 yards – and 19 touchdowns like that's unheard of for you know especially like the d3 level man that's like for any level those numbers are are, are eye-popping so you went on man you were you were um unanimous for uh, first team all-american you won the maxwell tri-state player of the year which was a huge honor um 
you're, you're prepping. Now you're, you know, you realize how good you are a little bit and now you're prepping in the off season, um, you know, to potentially be drafted and kind of go through, you know, where your head was at after your senior year had completed, you know, football wise, where was your head at? And did you, you know, were people telling you you had a chance? Did you hook up with an eight? Like what, what happened there? So, you know, everybody around me kind of talked about the NFL and, you know, and I never really talked about it. You know, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a nine to five, hard working, hard hat, lunch pail, right. blue collar type of dude, man. I'm a worker. I, I don't got time to tell you what I want. I always say this, man. You choose one person in your life that who you can complain to, somebody who you can, you know, talk about all your problems with, and y'all can, and y'all can make, you know, make each other better. And I had that one person, and he was the only person I talked to it about. And I would never go out of my way to talk about NFL with teammates, or I never really did it because I enjoyed the moment of of what it was, what it was for me, you know. Just, right the Mac trying to do all these different things all the individual stuff happened because I worked hard at it right. and I was a team player and I was a captain and I was all these different things so I had a, a responsibility to lead it wasn't just about Rasheed Bailey you know and uh things just happened for me and uh that whole process of I remember when you know teams start calling in and they came and watched the practices. I'm just like, yo, this <laughs> is crazy. Like, it's like actually happening. Yeah, it feels like a dream until you see it happening in front of you, I guess, right? Because I remember, man, we, we had – when we were there, we would be at practice and there would be, uh, you know, a scout a day coming through, you know, uh, I mean, like, at the time. I, so. Like, it's, it's just little old Rasheed Bailey. Right. <laughs> And they're all coming to check you out. And that was pretty cool, man. And that was a cool experience for, for you. It was a cool experience for, for your teammates because not only did that, you know, exactly. So they're, so they're kind of basking in, in the glory too, man. So that was a great experience. It's so crazy because everybody got a chance to feel it. Right. Coaches, uh, yeah, players, exactly. the school. I mean, it, it hasn't been done. And it was like, we like, we all experience that, and that's where I get my joy from, welcoming something that everybody can enjoy. We will always talk about that moment. We will always live in that moment, and we can, like, that's what it takes, and this is what it looks like. Right. So, all right, we're fast-forwarding here now. You you know, you go undrafted. Um, I don't know if you were expecting to get drafted or not, maybe a late-round pick, but as soon as the draft ends, then, you know, talk about what happens there. Well, I got really blessed with getting the agent that I have at the time. You know, he he wound up, you know, paying for my training and all that stuff like that. He was, like, top-notch. Like, he represents some, some top-notch dudes. And I got blessed with that opportunity. And I'll just talk about the training process for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a Division three kid who knew he could play but didn't know if he could really hang with the big dogs just yet. Right. So when I went to this training facility, I'm training with dudes from all Division One schools, LSU, Alabama, 
East Carolina, like all these different Division One schools, and I and I and I'm measured up standing next to them. It's just like, wow, I'm here. Like this is it. Right. Like I'm really, I can do this. And you know, went through the whole draft process, and you know, thought I was going to get drafted, but you know, didn't. But that process was just like when I got the phone, I got maybe three or four phone calls on that on that third day. And I still have the recording from Pat Shermer calling me, telling me I'm going to be an Eagle. Like, That's that pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I you mean, say for a long time. <laughs> for a long time. Just that uh, day, that moment. It was on TV. It was big. Right. It was so, I remember Jordan Matthews was like tweeting me, saying, welcome to the family. Like, yeah, it was yeah, that's awesome, man. So, we, you know, you get signed. You're, you get signed uh, to a deal with the Eagles. You go to mini, or you go to training camp. Dude, you, you become the story of Philadelphia, man. Everybody in Philadelphia loves an un- underdog story. Dude, you're, you're – and I know you don't like hearing it back, dude. Uh, maybe you do. I don't know, a little bit, but – so you're the, you're the story of Philadelphia, man. You you you're preseason. You're you're doing everything right. You're making plays. You're scoring touchdowns from Tim Tebow. Like you're doing everything right in the preseason. I think you led the team in receptions, yards, whatever for that preseason. Do you think you got a shot at the end of at the end of training camp to because you're one of the final cuts, man? Do you think you got a shot to make the team at that time, or what's going through your mind this whole preseason? You know, just not. I didn't. I didn't want to just be the hometown hero story. Right. I wanted to. I wanted. I wanted to play. And I remember my first preseason game. That's when people found out, like, oh, this kid might do something. It was my first career NFL catch. I'm going across the middle, and I catch him with one hand. My left hand. I went up and I brought it down, and I was just like. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm laughing because I remember watching it, man. I'm sitting in my basement at home watching the game, and I it was only fitting that your first catch in the preseason was a one-handed, over-the-top, crazy, crazy catch. Right. Uh, now, you, uh, couldn't, you, listen, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't about to, you know, be on a practice squad or, you know, I, I thought I, everything was everything was alive for it to be like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not going to lie, man. It's just, these are untold stories. Sure. Because of you, I'll say it. You know, I was hurt. I appreciate it. Uh, I was I was, I was, was damaged from it, man. I'm but, sure. you know, I look back now, and it, it has made me the man that I am today. And that's what we're going to get into, man. She, as we move forward here, you bounced around. After you got cut by the Eagles, um, you know, it is what it is. You spent some time with them on the practice squad. Um, you bounced around. You were with you were with the Chargers. Uh, you were with the Cleveland Browns. You were with Jaguars for a pretty extended period, uh, and then you were with the Panthers for the better part of two years. Just talk about you know, and not so much from the football aspect, but just just talk about the perseverance that it took to keep being able to pick yourself up and and, and get back on the horse, man, and get back out there. And you're dealing with all these negative things that are happening to you, but you're, you're staying positive and, and you keep wind up landing on your feet, man. So talk about, 
you know, from a mental standpoint, what that took. Man, I, I, I've seen a lot of dark places, man. You know, it, it, it was it was tough. You know, throughout the years, and you know, you got the one of the hardest things to do is earn respect from your peers, your teammates. And when you earn the respect from your teammates, and you and you illustrate that like you belong, it's almost like a it's like a it's so much gratitude in that that it's almost like overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And when the coaches or the organization doesn't see the same, or it hurts. You know what I'm saying? But right. they know it's it's like it's like outcomes so close, and then they be like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. no, no, no. Yep. And, you know, I look back and I say, like, man, each moment, each time was a learning lesson for me. And it made me want to keep going harder, and it made me never want to stop because I, I was, I, I'm really good, but I just needed it. You know, when it comes to being a professional athlete in this business, it comes down to timing and opportunity. You know, right. It's not necessarily, you know, sometimes you may be a better player or sometimes you just may fall into, you know, the wrong situation. But everything in this business is timing. And in each, in almost, I wouldn't say every situation, because I got hurt when I was in San Diego and I was in a perfect situation. But I got hurt. Yeah, you had a good, you, you know? had a good preseason in San Diego, man. Yeah, I, I, was, I was on track. To, to to make it a 53 man roster, mm-hmm. but I got hurt. Right. And what happened was they made a broken promise to me, saying that you know we're gonna when you get healthy and blah 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 blah, and they never signed me back. <laughs> so it's just like you know you have to have tough skin in this business. Like this is not a business for little kids or a little boy. You know right. this is this is serious. Mm-hmm. Like. You're going to go through every emotion. You're going to go through hurts, pains, growing, growth, because that's what you're supposed to go to, go through in order to really get to where you're supposed to go. Sure. And I look back at all those opportunities and all those different things. I've met some of the best people in, in the world. And I am friends with so many different athletes, so many different people that it makes – it almost makes me – Yo, like, how did that happen? Right. And no, it makes sense, man. And uh, like you said, every, everything, everything's been a learning experience for you. And, um, you know, all those negatives kind of allowed you to be where you are today. And I think, uh, you know, everything, like you said, it's all about timing and it's all about opportunity. So I think, you know, you're, you're you know, the, the timing was right for you to, to kind of do what you've done. And we'll get into that, uh, you know, in, in a minute here. Um, but before we do that, man, I don't know if you've heard the podcast before, but we do a segment called the hot route and what it is, is I'm just, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to read off some questions here and you're going to give me the, the first thing that comes to your mind. But before we do that, man, I want to remind everybody out there to, to follow us on Twitter at challenge underscore cast. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns, shoot us an email coach challenge podcast at gmail.com. She, you ready for the uh, hot route? I'm ready. Here we go. First question. Favorite spot for a Philly cheesesteak? Delisandro. Second question. Favorite vacation spot? I've never been on vacation. Favorite favorite city that you've lived in? 
Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go. Here you go. Quarterback who threw the h- hardest ball. been with a lot man all right who threw the nicest ball Sam Bradford favorite sports movie uh, well you're from Philly man this is a layup I, for you favorite sports movie Ugh. man that's hard I Listen, don't know you're a really good football player man but you're not so good at this hot route segment here we go <laughs> Moving forward, coldest temperature that you have played in Canada? Oh my gosh, it was uh, so it's it's different in, in Fahrenheit, but I think it, it was like minus five. I think it was. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> like, la- la- last last one, man. Two words to describe the business of professional football. Cutthroat. That's good, man. That's actually a really good answer. All right. We're moving forward here, and we're, we got a couple more questions for you, Sheed. Man, I, I know uh, you know you got a lot going on, so I do appreciate you being on with us today. Uh, just talk about a little bit. Of, you know, we touched on how you bounced around the NFL, and I think we've had this conversation before off camera. That you know, if you were going to go to Canada, you were going to make sure that you gave it everything you had, and you put your your entire uh, being into preparing it and giving it everything you had. Talk about how you got the opportunity to go to Winnipeg this year. I know you, you know, you're with the Panthers for a while. Uh, you, you, you know, you moved on from the Panthers, and then you got the opportunity to go to Winnipeg. Uh, talk about that experience for you. Um, you know, it hurt, man. You know, like it, it was a lot of resistance on going, you know, going up to the CFL. You know, because you kind of dealing with in your mind that you're good enough to be in the NFL, and it's just like this where this is where I belong. Right. And, uh, you know, after being released by the Panthers, you know, it, it just was, you know, Winnipeg, the guy who works in Winnipeg was kind of, he was a guy who, he was there when I was in BC for that two weeks that I was there when I worked back in 2015. So he remembered me from, from the time that I spent when I was there. And he, every time I would get released, every time things would happen with me, he would always shoot me a text. How you doing? Like, what's going on? You, you, you ever think about giving it a shot? You ever think about coming up to the CFL? And he stayed persistent and consistent with me for years. Right. So this was something that was in the making for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I finally decided to, like, you know, pull the plug on it. And uh, I told myself, I'm not – I got, like, like I said, like you, like you just got finished saying, if I'm going to, to do this CFL thing, I'm, I want to be up there from the start to the finish. I don't mm-hmm. want to come in mid-season, trying to figure things out, trying to understand the waggle, trying to understand the game. I want to come in and, and, and be there from the start to the finish. And, you know, it was a lot of resistance, but it wound up being the best decision of my life. Sure. So you go up to Winnipeg, man. You start there. You're at the beginning of the year. Uh, you you go through camp. You make the final roster. And then, you know, for a while there, you're not on the game day roster. Talk about that. Where you, I mean, what what was going on? And, and was that tough for you? I mean, it was the hardest thing in the world. And, you know, like I, like I was about to say previously, you know, I, I, I had to do a lot of soul searching and – understanding why things were happening the way they were because I, at that point I was questioning 
I was questioning God, like, God, like, why, why are you, like, like, why don't you just give it to me? I, I'm, I'm, I've been this close every single time. And it's all, it all comes down to time and an opportunity. And also, it was bigger than me. At the time, we were, we were undefeated. Uh, at the time, you know, there's a lot of things they don't, you know, that they don't discuss with you. And, you know, I won't, you know, say too much about that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I was supposed to be a starter. I was supposed to be, I was supposed to be playing. But that wasn't what, what God wanted from me. And I had to understand that I had to, I had to be the best teammate that I could possibly be. So back mm-hmm. when I was a rookie, back when I was a freshman in college, you know, I accepted the role of being a cheerleader, being, you know, the loud guy, the energy. I, I rebirthed that in Winnipeg. And I had to take something that I, that I was maybe five or six or maybe eight, eight years ago. And I brought it back. Right. And it it was solidify it, it was solidifying for me because it let me know that I have something that a lot of people don't possess. And that's what makes me special. That I know how to put others before myself. And I put the team before my own wants and my own needs. And that was special for me. Right. And I would be damn near losing my voice at these games at the beginning of the year. And then it got to a point where I hit a wall. I was upset. I'm like, I couldn't understand why I wasn't playing because I'm in practice and I'm doing things. And I'm, I'm being received barely. Right. And I'm, I'm making the tough catches. I'm doing the 50-50. And the thing is, what a lot of people don't understand is, up there, it's a ratio. So a certain amount of Americans have to be playing. A certain amount of Canadians have to be playing. Mm-hmm. So it just wasn't my time yet. And I had to pay my dues. Right. And, and I, I paid my dues. And, yeah. you know, things started to transpire. And, <clears throat> yeah, and we'll get into that here. We'll get into that yeah. here next. And I think, you you know, for, for everybody listening out there, man, you made a great point. Um, you're a five-year professional football veteran now. And yeah. you found yourself going back to something you were doing your freshman year of college because it was what you, it was what was best for the team at the time. Yeah. Everybody has a role, man. Whether you're the water boy, whether you're the third string quarterback, if you do the role to the best of your ability every single day, then you're doing your part and you're helping your team. And it's it's so important for anybody who's listening to this podcast to hear it coming from your mouth, somebody who's been bounced around in the NFL and and finds himself in, in the CFL now and and a role player and accepting his role. And I think that speaks yeah. a lot to your character. I know your character, but you know, everybody else I think after today is gonna hear it too. Fast forward, think, we, go, we go through we go through a couple of weeks here the, of uh, the CFL. You're not playing. You get your opportunity, man. Your opportunity's coming. It's announced that you're starting. You're on the game or you're on the roster. Um, you know, talk about how that week went for you and and just the rush of emotions that I'm sure you went through. Oh man, uh, I think I cried three times that morning. I'm sure. Because, man, I worked so damn hard for that moment, man. And it was big for me. It was mm-hmm. big. And I, it, this, wasn't, this wasn't a preseason game. This wasn't a, you know, 
let me go out there and see what you got type of game. No, this was for the record. You know what I'm saying? This was, you know, we, we battle and we try to stay undefeated or whatever we were at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. This was, this was, this was, this was for all of us. You know what I'm saying? This was for my college. This was for, you know, all the kids who, whoever wanted to give up. This was for, you know, me persevering through every pain, through every up and down, through, you know, rebirthing freshman year Rasheed Bailey. This was all those emotions, like, just coming off my shoulders for the first time. And, you know, I went out there and had a great showing, man. Right. And, you know, and you talked about accepting your role, man. I'm a guy who just put me in the game and I'm going to show you what's up. Yeah. You know, whether it's, whether it's blocking, whether it's, you know, making a tough catch, whether it's being an energy, man, it's a, it's an interview that I will surface later on of my coach, my head coach, talking about me, just talking about my efforts and, 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 and what I'm about. And, it's so it's so it's so justifying when you hear someone else describe you. Like I almost get the chills when I hear you talking about me because I don't really talk about that stuff. No, I don't. It's not. You know what I'm saying? That's why I, I I knew you were I knew you were gonna be tough to get on here, man. That's why I appreciate it because uh, for all the stuff that you've done, man, uh, I know that it, you know for most part it, you usually keep it under wraps. So uh, I'm do, excited I, that you're able to come on and and kind of share with everybody. It, 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 it's because I'm a speaker. I'm trying to save some of my content. Yeah. And and I and I'm and I'm still trying to continue to build the story. Sure. So and you you about to get greater. Yeah. So your time comes, Sheed, and you and you play. You make an impact. You know you have some successful uh, games there. Now you're going into the playoffs. All of this is coming full circle, man. The little D three kid who who set all these records, who you know bounced around the NFL who got signed to Canada, you went to Canada, but you still don't get your shot. And now halfway through or three quarters of the way through your season, your shot comes, you make the most of it. And now you're playing for a gray cup, which is the equivalent of the Super Bowl in the NFL. So this is all coming full circle. Talk about, you know, and, and I know we're up against it here and we got to close it up here within the next five minutes, but talk about the gray cup, talk about what winning the gray cup felt for you and, not for nothing, man. You were in on that touchdown. I don't know how they called you out, but talk about that experience for you just a little bit. Literally, it was literally the greatest moment of my life. Like, yep. I don't even know, I don't even have the words for what took place, how it happened. I mean, it just was, I was so happy. Yeah. Like, I've never been that happy in my life. You know, holding that trophy at the end, it just it just really told me that if you never give up, if you if you continue to push, you know, things are gonna take two weeks, three weeks, one year, two years. Like it took me four and a half years chasing that feeling and to finally hold it in my hands, like, that let me know this is the beginning of something so great that 
my kids, my 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 family will always live in this. And uh, for me, it was just so. It was just. It was just so beautiful just to be in that moment, to 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 play in that game, to make the blocks that I made, to oh my gosh, yeah. the touch. Down, okay, what anybody says, that's a touchdown. It was a touchdown. It was definitely a touchdown. I still don't know how they overturned it, but but it's it, just like even though it wasn't a touchdown, that they in the in the in the stat sheet, and my heart and my in my in my chest, I know it's forever. Right. That feel that that moment, you can't take it away from me. Right. And you, t- you talk about how you were getting chills, man, earlier, man. I think you just gave everybody – you gave me chills. I think you gave everybody else listening chills. She, we're going to wrap it up, man, um, Quick, quickly. Uh, just anybody out there listening to the young guys, just, you know, maybe give them a minute or so of uh, just advice and what they could do and what – you know, what some guys out there doubting themselves or whatever it might be, man, just talk them up and, and what's it take to, to be successful say is if if you're not in a mode where you feel like it's not working that means you're not that means you're working extremely hard but you're not getting the results you want and that was my whole career but if you if you persevere if you stay with it if you believe anything is possible i mean it's nothing you can't reach man yeah that's great great advice i am the true definition of what it was to, to persevere and to never give up. And if you if you see my story, you'll understand why I never did. And to hold that trophy and to go through everything that I went through, it was all worth it. No, I, I, I agree. And it's been fun watching you. Uh, you know, it was fun coaching you. It was fun watching you play. And it's fun to continue to see you grow as a player and as a, as a person, man. Because, you know, for as good of a football player as you are, man, you're just as good as a, a role model to these kids. And you can see that. Um, you know, on your Twitter with uh, some of your motivational videos and stuff. Quickly, we're wrapping it up. We're done for the day, but yeah, you got, you're on your way to the game, man. What's your prediction for the game today? <laughs> Eagles, Eagles, Seahawks. You got any insight? Uh, this is gonna be a tough game. Uh, I think if the if the defense comes out and plays strong as they should, uh, I think the Eagles might get this one. I th- I think with the Philly fan base backing them, man, anything is possible. So uh, yeah, I, like I was. I was at the Dallas game last week, and that place was rocking. Yeah, it it came through on the television too, man. It came through. You could tell that that place was uh, in a different element uh, last week. So, uh, Rashid, man, I just want to thank you again for coming on. Uh, You know, Rashid Bailey, everybody, for for those listening, uh, Philadelphia sports figure, uh, soon to be national sports figure, in my opinion. Uh, Rashid, thanks for being on today, man. Hey, that wraps up another episode of A Coach's Challenge. Stories told by coaches, but heard by everyone.